to Three Beers In, a craft podcast with beer news and reviews. Here's your host, Dominic Ribello. And we're here. I got a respirator on. Ready, ready to go. Oh, boy. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, from the quarantined studio down in the basement. It's all episode 159 of Three Beers In. We won't be stopped. We can't be stopped, especially not by COVID-19. I know that's the talk of everybody's world right now. Huh? But episode 159, Half Acre Brewing Company. uh, We've had them on the show before doing Big Hugs, the American Imperial Stout, coming in at 10% ABV. I just dropped my notebook. Right on the floor. I wonder if you've heard it. But um, yeah, 10 ABV. So it's going to be a big beer, ladies and gentlemen. A big, big beer. But before we get into that, um, <clears throat> some news here. Uh, it just so happened to be my birthday this uh, yesterday. Just chug the bit burger. That's it. That's fitting. Yes, yes, yes. It was my birthday yesterday. I am now 32 years old. Uh, I feel great. I'm. I want to thank everyone that wished me a happy birthday. I thought that was really fantastic. Everyone came out the woodwork, wishing me happy birthday on Facebook, texting me. Ugh. I just chugged. A bit burger while listening to this, and it felt it felt right. Now I just need some chicken and a pretzel, and we're back in Oktoberfest. Schnuts! Thank you, thank you, thank you all for your warm, warm wishes of a happy birthday. It really was fantastic. I took it easy, didn't do anything too crazy. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. But uh, it was really nice to just um, catch up on some relaxation uh, with the wife and kid. Really and truly, 32, really fantastic time in my life. I have nothing to complain about. I have a fantastic, fantastic, amazing life. And everyone in it is so special and so fantastic. So I really, really, schnatz, I really hope that uh, everyone uh, is doing well. And I, I'm just, I'm just smitten. Schnatz. He keeps saying schnatz. I want to know what that means. Yep. Whoa. I'll tell you what, I mean, I really got to go to Oktoberfest because, especially now, it might be dirt cheap because half the population might pass away from this fucking thing. But um, <clears throat> I got to go out there and give it a shot because this is, hearing the music, having beer, you know, that whole like ho-hum type thing, heave-ho situation, I would just, I think, I think I'm built for it. <clears throat> all right, thank you all again. For the birthday wishes, uh, it really is. It really is fantastic. I got my notebook here. I actually I switched to another laptop, so I'm not. I'm gonna figure out the room here. I don't have a lot of room. I have to bring like maybe another table down. I'm gonna have to put the book down. I'm gonna have to put the book down for a little bit. Uh, nonetheless, really, really fantastic times. I got a pretty big show planned ahead here. A lot to jump into, but before we get into all the nitty gritty of everything, we have to address the gorilla in the room. Okay, and you think I'm gonna say coronavirus, but I'm not. I'm going to say that Beverage Island isn't open yet, and this is the pandemic that is taking over this show. 
Not that I'm coughing. Not that I'm sneezing. Not the fact that I might have pneumonia any moment from this thing. Okay? The fact of the matter is Beverage Island is still closed, okay? And I don't want to talk about uh, COVID-19 that much, but I have a beer, uh, I have an obligation to do the beer news here on the show, and there is a whole bunch of that news that has to be put out there to the people all over this great country. But by four, before I jump right into the hop of the week here, I have to tell you that I'm panicked about this. People are panicking about this virus. I'm panicking that Beverage Island still isn't open. And now what's crazy is I looked at the SI Live article. They sh- I don't know. I mean, maybe they hit a roadblock or something with the licensing or something going back and forth. I don't know. But all I know is I called the number that was featured in the SI Live article uh, Excuse me, earlier this week because I wanted to get to the bottom of this. I'm like, they got to be open soon. And I think the last time I spoke about it here, I said that uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we're open for orders, but no beer yet. I was like, okay. So I call the number while I'm, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm walking to get on like the ferry. And uh, I I just hear, hello? And I was like, uh, hi, hello. And he goes, yeah, uh, who, who's this? And I was just like, and now I was, I was taken back because last time at least the guy was like, this is Beverage Island. But this just guy goes, who's this? And I'm like, uh, is this Beverage Island? He goes, yeah. But the way he said yeah was just, it was so like, I don't know. It was just such the weirdest fucking phone call. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, hey, are you guys open yet? He goes, no, 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 not yet. I said, thanks. He goes, okay. And he hangs up. Now, this was really fucking weird, okay? This, 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 the business was supposed to be upgrading locations, supposed to be a bigger location. Maybe it's just taking longer than, than what they anticipated, it makes me nervous, though. It really makes me nervous that maybe they didn't get their feet off the ground with this thing. I don't know. I don't want to spread false information. But all I know is that I've been calling the number once in a while, and I've not been getting anything. I have yet to go down to the place. I've yet to go down to where they're at to just maybe, like, take a look around. But then again, I don't want to seem like a crazy ex-girlfriend right? or a crazy ex-boyfriend where I'm, like, stalking them or something like that, right? So, you know, I got to just, you know, take it easy there. Because I don't want to seem, I don't want to seem like I'm just a weirdo or anything like that. But nonetheless, I, you know, I've had a great experience at Joe Canals, uh, but Beverage Island is right in my backyard, and with the economic showdown of the uh, slowdown, showdown, showdown, throwdown, slowdown. I don't know how this is going to affect the show. I may have to sub- suspend beer reviews if things are really serious, um, because I can't be exposed to. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Come on now. I was trying to go down this crazy route. I was going to try to do something funny, but I can't. I got an email from Sammy in Texas, and Sammy says, how deep are your beer reserves? And Sammy, the reason I'm reading this email right now is because I was very concerned because Beverage Island has not been opened yet. But what did I do yesterday, Saturday, bright and early? Well, bright and early is like maybe, what was it, 1130 noon-ish? I get in the car. uh, I told my wife. You know, why don't you just stay back, have a nap with the baby? The baby was napping. She was napping. They were tired. I'm like, I'm not going to drag you guys out of the house. I'm going to make a trip to Joe Canals. It's a 20-minute drive from my house, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, 40 minutes in the car. Definitely, you know, not ideal, especially when Beverage Island was kind of right down the block. But nonetheless, go out there. Oh, shit. I lost my flip-flop. Hold on a second. I go out there, and um, I just got some, some sweet birthday cash, right? 
Everyone knows what it's like when you got that birthday money burning a hole in your pocket. And I'm thinking the world is in front of me. I'm going to buy stuff for the podcast. I'm going to buy a new uh, microphone holder or something. I'm going to buy this, buy that. I'm just like, what am I thinking? What am I doing? Okay, you need to go out into another state to get your beer now because obviously there's some sort of a hiatus going on. Put that money right into the beer. So I go out to Joe Canals and uh, I see all that craft beer and I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, Beverage Island, one of the best places on earth for me, the Shangri-La, you know, they would just be allow you to take whatever you want, one or two or just three, whatever you want of a six pack. They don't do it out there like that. But in the back corner, back left-hand corner, of the refrigerated section sort of area in that craft beer aisle, there is a mix and match area. And that's where I made my, that's where I made serious um, progress because I went in there and I made out like a bandit and I have three months worth of show beer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So no matter how long this thing, well, unless it goes beyond three months, but I don't think it will. I don't think it will. And I've got three months worth of show beers. So I am good to go. I tried to get a unique brewery each time. I still had uh, two, Two, um, no, 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 one. I still had one or two from the previous trip. So Joe Canals has been really good to me. It's just the fact that I got to go a little further out. But nonetheless, here we are. I've got the beer. So Sammy, just, just I mean, you got to do something similar, Sammy. I know maybe out there might be a little bit different. I was expecting maybe a bit of a crowd, but Joe Canals has so much more wine and spirits. And you notice that people were kind of like stocking up on on their wines and spirits and stuff. And if that's their journey, so be it. I saw so many people buying Truly, which is the hard seltzer. Like, you know, it really puts a perspective there for you, like where people's heads are at when it comes to that kind of, um, to uh, to those brews and stuff. But nonetheless, I, I got to stop saying, but nonetheless, I need another segue thing. All right, let's 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 try to work on that, Dom, another segue. Anywho, let's try anywho. Anywho, we're good to go for three months Got a unique brewery each time. They're all over the United States. I think I got a couple from Jersey too, which is really good because I'm going to be getting different, um, different, whatchamacallits, different breweries now that I'm going to be in a situation where I'm getting beers from uh, a different, I think, line, like a line of distribution. Before I get into the hop of the week and move on with the show, I want to welcome to the world Patrick Austin. Congratulations to the new mom and dad, Tom and Sheila. So, so excited. So, so happy for you guys. This is such a wonderful time. I'm telling you, uh, being a father has changed my life in so many positive ways. What You can't even describe it. And, the, and I know that they're going through these emotions right now, too, where it's just nothing but an abundance of love and happiness. And I'm so, so happy for you guys. All of my love to you guys. I hope you're hearing this right now. I hope he's hearing this right now. What a cutie, too, because I got a picture. And he is a handsome devil, this little guy right here. Moving on there to the hop of the week. Hop of the week. What do we got? This week we're doing Jester. Jester hops. Uh, developed by Charles Faram and Co. Limited in the UK. Proprietary hop Jester brings with it distinct, uh, excuse me, distinct flavors and aroma qualities quite different from that of the old traditional English hop varieties. These unique characteristics include forward and robust notes of tropical fruits, grapefruit and black currant and even hints of lychee uh, it is considered most useful as a mid to late addition but is also fantastic to dry hop with though not considered a particularly useful bittering hop when used in this regard it imparts a mild herbal resonance uh, considered quote unquote new world in style jester 
uh, has been likened to the wild fruit-centric United States varieties and was initially bred with the emulation of U.S. hops Cascade, Sentinel, and Columbus in mind. So unique is Jester as an English hop that its name is said to have come as a result of general disbelief that the variety was actually English, with people suggesting they have they must have been joking. And and that's true. Uh, if you notice, when you have English-style ales um, and English-style uh, IPAs, India Pale Ales, there is a very distinct English old, quote-unquote, old world flavor there. Um, and you could get that with Goose Island IPA. That's the most readily available, and it uses a lot of Fuggle hops, which is big. Uh, it's a big English hop. So a little bit of the details of this one. So the characteristic are uh, tropical fruit, grapefruit, black currant, and hints of lychee, like I said before. Uh, the purpose is aroma, and the alpha acid composition is anywhere from 7 to 9%. Uh, it's out of the UK. And uh, the substitutes would be Cascade and Challenger. And the style would be for pale ales and IPAs, like I said before. Um, yeah, so like I said, if you want to... Um, Go for the Goose Island, and that'll give you a pretty good idea of what the Fuggle Hop tastes like. And that is also going to give you an idea of what that old world uh, flavor truly is. Oh, I just hit a... Oh, I'm trying to get used to... Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm trying to get used to this new laptop I got here. So I just... I got a, I got a laptop here that I had upstairs. It's a really fast machine. I put Linux in it. Linux. Check that out. Something I never thought I would do before, but it's really, really easy. You just boot it up off your flash drive here. I got a flash drive here. It's my flash drive. And it's so much faster. It makes it makes the machine so much faster because there's no more bloat whale, as they say. And I don't want to uh, go into the details here. But now I actually have a functioning machine where I could actually look online and stuff. And I got the, the other laptop over here recording. So I look over here to see how the recording's going. And I look over here to see what's going on. I got a mouse over here. This place is becoming crazy. I mean, it looks like an authentic, real studio right now. I mean, there's so many wires and there's so many machines going on at once. It's really a fantastic thing to see. It's 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 crazy. It's truly crazy. Um, I think, uh, let's see. Is it time for the beer news? Let me see. How much? How so? Yeah, we're about 15 minutes in. So I think uh, I think we're going to do the beer news right now. Yeah, the, you know what it's going to be like here with the beer news here. It's no mystery. It's going to be a lot, lot to do with the COVID-19. The coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I really wish that I had something different to talk about, but it just so happens that this is ruling the news right now. First order of business the first one that I came across, Flying Dog, has closed its tasting room. And this actually is fantastic news because, to me, they're Flying Dog shit. Oh, my God. I have made a dad joke here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, look. We all have that one brewery we shake our fist at and hate. It may be a macro. It may be a micro. Either way, we all got that one that we despise. And for me, it's Flying Dog. I have never had a beer from Flying Dog that was worth its weight in anything, okay? it They're not good. To me, they're not good. There are some people that love them, but mm, to me, they're just, they're absolute trash filth garbage. Uh, but according to FlyingDog.com, the new CDC guidance rules has asked their employers to reduce the risk of the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, therefore, the room will be closed. 
And unfortunately, this will not affect brewery operations. Oh, Dom, you're so bad. You're so, so bad. But I simply can't help myself sometimes because I really don't like them. Listen, everyone, to each their own. You might be into them. You might think they're really great. And if that's the case, uh, you know, hey, more power to you. So here's another one here. Cigar City, who's located out of Tampa. Uh, I thought that they were not a craft brewery anymore. I thought they had sold. But I did a little bit of reading on them, and they've partnered um, with uh, Longmont, uh, Colorado's-based uh, Oscar Blues Brewery to form Canarchy Craft Brewery <laughs> Craft Brewery Collective, which includes Oscar Blues, Cigar City, Perrin Brewing, and uh, the Utah Brewers Cooperative Outfit. So the Brewers Association maintains that they are craft because of this collective that they have happens to be uh, craft breweries. So for you Cigar City fans out there, you know that since 2010, Cigar City has released Hunapu's uh, Imperial Stout every March, and uh, they have a very large beer festival to celebrate the release. Um, Each year, over 5,000 beer fans attend the Brewers. uh, Fans attend, excuse me, uh, each year, over 5,000 beer fans attend, and brewers from all over the world have poured their beers at this festival. Uh, attending the Hunapu Days Festival is the only way to acquire the bottles of the Imperial Stout. So that festival was supposed to be this past Friday the 13th, and that too was canceled according to their Instagram. Now they are offering to refund. <clears throat> They're offering two refund options, which I think is totally reasonable because you know this is probably really disappointing, the fact that you can only get these bottles at the event. Uh, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. So this is a really hyper-local situation. I know that, like, Goose Island has their release, but everyone is able to get it now. Uh, It used to be exclusive, sort of just like this. But they're offering a $100 refund and still being able to pick up the bottles or, in lieu of the $100 refund, a ticket to next year's festival in addition to four bottles of the 2021 Hanapu uh, Imperial Stout, a $200 value. Uh, They will have even more details as time goes on because they're hashing things out uh, with their ticketing agents and that uh, that are involved. And and, um, honestly, uh, real good on Cigar City. They express deep gratitude to their fans, brewers and vendors and a big shout out to them for being so awesome in this shitty time. I mean, there's a lot of situations where people are saying, you know, hey, you still got to pay us and blah, blah, blah. You know, this is what oh, excuse me. This is what craft beer is all about. Taking care of your common Got a hiccup there. Taking care of the common man and taking care of uh, of your fans because that's what it's all about, honestly speaking. Oh, I mean, you just crossed this over because I wrote that already. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a big event that's been canceled. Also, uh, Bells, uh, coming out of Michigan. It, I'm pretty sure it's Michigan. I'm not going to even look it up. But right now they uh they have a response to the COVID nineteen. Uh, so they have it on their website. They have a Q and A. I'm going to read a little bit of it right here. So uh. Safety is uh is always our first priority. We're taking all necessary precautions to help keep our employees, our customers, and the community safe. We are continuously monitoring the situation, taking direction from the CDC and our state officials. We will communicate any changes to how we conduct our business across all of our communication platforms. Uh, so they ask us a little bit of a Q&A here. Are you still open or are you canceling any events? The Eccentric Cafe is still open for regular business hours. Uh, they have enacted additional precautions at the cafe in accordance with the recommendations made by the state officials and to help ensure 
that they're doing everything that they can to keep everyone safe. All public and private events over 100 people at the Eccentric Cafe have been canceled through the end of April. Uh, for those of you that have purchased tickets to any of their shows, you will receive a full refund if purchased via credit card. Please be patient as refunds may take several stages to high volumes. And those of you who purchased with cash, refunds will be made in person at their general store. Uh, any additional questions, you can uh, concert info at bellsbeer.com. Uh, they asked if they can get their growlers filled. The general store is still open, but they have suspended growler refills for the time being. However, uh, something we will continuously monitor and reevaluate is needed. Any updates will be shared at the website. What about Oberon Day? This is actually one of the biggest parts of the whole thing, and the pub will be open for business hours, but they made the very difficult decision not to host the large gathering of Oberon's release as they've done in the years past. Uh, they know that Oberon brings people together, but they are just not comfortable with the possible implications. I get that. They have, however, informed the distributors to begin delivering Oberon next week, foregoing a large single release event. So they are releasing Oberon early. They're not going to be having tours. Um, so yeah, it's going to be coming out early, but there's not going to be an event. And that's pretty that's pretty rough because, you know, as we go through this list here, you're talking about people. Uh, and you're talking about um, organizations that kind of rely on people coming in and, and being able to to patronize or be a patron. I don't like using the word patron. Or give their patronage uh, to the local business here. Also, founders, you know, they're having a lot of big problems right now, too, with their, their recent lawsuit for the racism. They, too, are going to be having their tap rooms closed till April 5th. Hopefully they could survive. I mean, because you know what? they've uh, Let's forgive and forget. We'll move along. Firestone Walker cancels their 2020 Invitational. That's off the list. New Belgium, no longer craft. So whatever. But New Belgium Taproom, they're canceling everything. Killington, the Vermont Brewing Fest, uh, Beer Festival, that is canceled. That's a pretty big beer festival up there as well. Concord Beer Fest in Concord, California, canceled. So what's happening right now is we're seeing a widespread cancellation of pretty much everything because it is just that dangerous right now for everyone to be out. Uh, and no one wants to be left handling uh, the bag, so to speak, of these cancellations and these closings. One of the biggest ones here, the Brewers Association, uh, excuse me, the Brewers Association is officially canceling the 2020 Brewers Conference. This is coming from PorchDrinker.com. Uh, Last year's conference saw nearly 14,000 attendees from all 50 states and over 65 countries with over 1,000 vendors. And now that's not happening. This conference also coincided with the Beer World Cup, and that too has gotten the axe. The city of Denver and Colorado, where it's held, estimates this is going to cost them over $35 million in revenue. Not good, folks. Not good at all. And this is one of the announcements that uh, all of our listeners are going to resonate with because everyone knows the Brewers Association. You know, they're kind of, I mean, some of you don't like them. I get that. That's going to happen. But they also happen to be a pretty big deal. Uh, it's basically going to be a matter of time before every taste room is going to close for a little bit. Uh, but now, do I think it's going to go beyond three months or so? I don't think so, to be honest. I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to burn out before then. Uh, I think we should be all right in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so this is quite a temporary thing. Uh, it may seem so crazy and out of control, but we just have to get through it. We got to get tough about this thing. We got to get tough. Because honestly, I was looking at my Facebook th uh, feed and my Christ, 
my Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, if this was the, this current America was transmitted back in time, 1941, and had to face Pearl Harbor and the Nazis, huh? Forget it. You got people out there fighting over toilet paper, okay? For crying out loud, they're beating the shit out of each other for toilet paper. You're not even trying to go get canned food. If you're thinking you're going to be quarantined and stuck in your house, you want to make sure you can wipe your ass, but you're not going to be shitting that much because you don't have any fucking food in the, on the goddamn, in the goddamn cupboard. Uh, covered the cupboard i mean it's just absolutely bonkers right now you know it just hit me the other day that if this if this current america because this this is going through all generations from from people younger than me all the way up to people that are the boomers right now they're completely just shaking in their boots scared to death we got to get tough people whatever happened to keep calm carry on your stiff upper lip you face this thing head on Let's go, people. Come on. So what I'm trying to say is you go out and you get as much craft beer as possible, not because you're in a panic, but because it's delicious and it's something that you should have in your house at all times. It has nothing to do with corona, the coronavirus. I two articles I'm going to share on the Facebook. Because, listen, I know that I've been ignoring the Facebook too, too much. Literally, I mean, I've, I haven't. It's been inactive for, for months and I think that's wrong. And I got to make sure I stay on top of the untapped, get those beers updated because, you know, I want to be better with this show, especially now that I'm getting a little bit older here and I got I, I should have a responsibility here, but I have here a nice article about the uh, uh, Bell's Two Hearted. It's a really, really, it's really sweet. It's really nice. Also here, uh, St. Patty's Day is coming up and I have a, a recipe I want to share. Uh, I wouldn't personally use any gluten-free stuff, but this is a a ale infused corned beef and cabbage, uh, well, corned beef situation that you could use. Uh, I think that's really neat. Uh, I'm going to make sure I put that on the Facebook so everybody could see it. I'm not going to read it because uh, you're going to read it when you see it on the Facebook. Just a little perspective for this thing here because you know what? I've been talking about it the last two episodes now and I've been saying it's so highly contagious. One of the things I maintain is that everyone's going to get it. Literally everyone you know is going to get it. But... You know, I'm, I'm listening to what people are saying in the news and the reactions that's going on and the closures and the shutting down all the sports and shutting this down and this, that, and the third. Let me ask you a question. And I'll do this right now. Go through your head of everyone you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know at least 30 people in your life. You may have heard from 30 people. You might work with over 100 people around you that you could say, oh, yeah, I know such and such down there and this, there. Maybe really do a self-audit right now in your head. Do you know anyone who has it? Like, literally. If someone, even if you don't know them personally, word gets down, they're going to say, oh, Ethel over there in cash posting or whatever, she's got it. I can't believe it. We're going on a quarantine. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. I mean, I, at least where I work alone, there's five to 700 people on the three floors or four floors that we occupy. We haven't heard anybody have it, Right. No one that no one that I know personally, no one that I know that knows anybody. I mean, think about this. I mean, that's really important, I think, especially when it comes to how intense this response has been and how intense everyone is taking this thing and running out and killing each other with a fucking toilet paper. Go through the list. You don't think you would hear from your friends that they're like, yeah, yeah, someone I work with has it. Or like, oh, my God, look over there. Someone's got it. I'm not hearing that from anybody. Right. I'm not hearing that from anybody. 
So really do yourself a favor, sit down and think about that. And it might give you a little bit of a perspective, right? Because come on, everyone's really freaking out and I get it. But all you see is, yes, you should freak out. You know, all you're seeing is it's time to panic. But like, really, when you just stop for a second, pump the brakes and take a look around, no one, you know, and no one, no one that, you know, around them has it right. Think about that. Think about that perspective. I think that's a pretty good segue into the beer review. Huh? What do you guys think? All right. Half acre. Half Acre is really good because they've had the they have Daisy Cutter and Double Daisy Cutter or Daisy Double Cutter. Uh, those ales, fantastic ales. I, I gave them a high rating on this show. I know that for a fact. I think at one point it was uh, like my favorite before we had the uh, the craft, uh, the uh, the Mount Rushmore, so to speak. I got everything off this list. We're good. Uh, so big hugs from Half Acre. Big hugs has been a stable member of our lineup for as long as any beer we make. Uh, considered intense and dramatic 11 years ago. Hugs falls squarely into drinking stout territory today, and so we drink it. Uh, this year's batch of Big Hugs Imperial Stout features a red wine yeast, uh, Katui from Dark Matters Coffee, added in both concentrated liquid form and via whole bean infusion. The beer is coffee forward with dark cocoa or coca. And smooth, creamy edges. So, uh, let me get the notebook out here. So, what I do here on the show, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, for the beer review portion, what I do is I have one of these and I do notes. And then what I do is I crack open another one and I drink it and go through the notes to see if everything matches up. I think that's pretty good. It's like a tier, uh, two-tier system. Tallboy cans, they pride themselves on the can art here. There's a lot of really awesome... Uh, can art. Uh, and before, and I don't give it a score until I'm like done with both cans. So I do two a show, which helps me to a three month supply. So I pour it out here out of the tall boy can into the excellent crystal vessel provided by the great Pete Sullivan. And you get a pretty, pretty dark uh, right off the bat here. You see some excellent carbonation, and that rings true. Uh, a lot of head here about, I'm going to say, two very, very full fingers of head. Uh, it nearly overflowed, again, with a pretty standard pour. I didn't do anything too aggressive or anything like that. 10% ABV. So a pretty big beer here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, again, it again, it nearly overflowed, but it didn't. So I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to upgrade that to three fingers of head, to be honest. That's an off-color uh, white head there. Uh, it's got a Coca-Cola black to it. No light going through. Uh, at the bottom, though, you can see like a little bit of the, a little bit of the browning. It's not jet black at the bottom. It's a little more brown at the bottom. But you really have to hold it up to the light to see that, and it kind of just looks like Coca-Cola, so to speak. But it's a very, very alluring uh, look to it. It's got some great carbonation. It has a fantastic stout look to it. Um, it's very inviting to a stout drinker for sure. If you're going to look at it like this. Um, and, and I mean, you know, it just, it looks really good. Uh, solid lacing I had throughout when I had the first one. Um, but yeah, no light going through here, completely black and let's get the nose on it. Let's see if it holds true here. Yeah. Right off the bat there. 
Roasty malt aroma, very, very strong on the roast. Uh, coffee aroma there. Caramel toffee smell to it. Wow, that's so nice. It's so great when you get a really good aromatic beer. I mean, I really, I mean, I love the taste of beer. I love the effects of beer. But I think what separates the casual drinker from those that really appreciate the styles is when you could really get into the uh, the aromas. Oh, there's a sweetness there on the nose that I can't really, like put my nose on. I can't quite figure out. But yeah, that coffee is there. Very, very sweet smelling. You could almost smell that it's going to be a big beer. I don't, I don't know if that makes too much sense, but uh, you can you can literally smell that it's going to be a strong one. Oh man, sorry about the long pause there, but I'm just sniffing this one away. And that's great because you know stouts, they usually they usually have a pretty similar uh, smell to them all, but this is an uh, American Imperial Stout. I think it's kind of like a double or something, but nonetheless, because 10%, you know, that's, that's quite a bit. Let's get the taste going here. Oh. Mm. Well, hello there, big beer. I get chocolate. I get coffee. Sweet malt. Very good. Uh, not too dry. But then in the, the, in the finish, it's a bitter dry finish. And actually, it's, it's a lot more... It's a lot bitter than the first one. Or not, not more bitter, but a lot more dry than the first one. My, my, what a stout. That 10% hits, and it hits hard. I mean, you get the burn, but it's not unpleasant. Like, the alcohol burn is there, but it's just not... It's not a deal breaker. Uh, definitely a slow walk in the park here, though. Smooth mouthfeel, but not too thick. Pretty good, though, in the mouthfeel department. Has a creaminess to it. But I would say it's not like silky, silky smooth, uh, which isn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, it's got good earthy qualities to it, balanced with the sweetness there. Mm. That malt is just so pleasant in the front with that coffee. Wow. I might upgrade the score a little bit based upon that flavor. Because I was thinking in my head like a seven. And I might be bumping it up as we go along. <sighs> Let me get another nose on it here with this. Mm. Definitely thought it would be more velvety, a little less rough, but I'm not necessarily necessarily saying that's a bad thing, though. Um, I think sometimes you do need a stout with a good bite to it, but it balances well. Like, the sweetness earthiness the coffee the roasted flavor very great throughout very very balanced throughout so for the style here it's right on the money uh definitely has all the goods here uh is it kbs no is it goose island no but it's pretty darn good in its own right i don't think it's better than uh tiramisu munchies from killsboro definitely not better than lucius or luscious whatever however it's pronounced but it's 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 got great qualities to it. The alcohol burn for me right now with this beer, it it works. There are some beers where there's an alcohol burn and you're just turned off by it, but with this one, it works. So I'm okay with that. So I was thinking in the ballpark of 7.4, but 
I don't know. Let's get another sip and we'll give you an official score. It's a 7-6. Which is darn good, okay? Lush, Lucius, Luscious, whatever it's called. I'm going to figure out what it's called. That's a 9.7. I don't think anything's ever going to touch that. It was almost a perfect 10. It was pretty darn close to perfect. It was one of the best stouts I've ever had in my life. This one's really, really good, though. It's a, And I mean, this is... this is. If I had this before I had Lucius, this would have been probably... Maybe it would have snuck in and, and edged out Tiramisu Munchies. Because Tiramisu Munchies had a very candied sweetness to it. But this is just balanced throughout. And it's a big beer, but it's just... It's so drinkable. But you got to take it slow. You can't go too crazy with this. But the 10% is hitting, man. My God. It's hitting hard. Oh, I love smelling this one. It's oh, a good beer. So glad I was able to get this. Thank you, Joe Canals. Um, so before I close, I just want to um, say something here real quick. Maybe we got to take this time to slow down. You know, take things. Take this time to maybe reset your palate. You know what I'm saying? Shake things up a bit and go back to the basics. Start to re-examine a style that you aren't particularly fond of and try to see if you can grow your taste to enjoy that brew style. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, and that doesn't mean it all has to be bad. Have a craft beer you're totally uncertain about. That's my challenge to you guys right now, and see that you can be pleasantly surprised. And if you've been teetering on the edge of brewing a beer, go for it now. Because you might find yourself in a situation where you're stuck at home and you can have multiple brew days if you want, if you have the fermenters, of course. But remember what the great Charlie Papazian said, relax, don't worry, have a home brew, okay? Everyone's freaking out right now. Life is going to go on because it's going, it's going to be okay. Life is good, even though there's a lot of uncertainty right now. Take a step outside of your comfort zone. The next time I go out, I am going to have a Corona. No, I'm just kidding. It would have been pretty good if I did a Corona review right now. But get some styles you're afraid of. Don't be afraid to just take that jump right now. Uh, you got to embrace this uncertainty. And uh, that's a way to do it. Go on an adventure of craft beer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have delicious craft beers, hopefully, uh, throughout and... Uh, and everything's going to be okay. So I want to thank everyone here for listening to this episode, 159. And uh, don't worry, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you sneeze. And we're going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening so much. I'm going to catch you guys next week. Be well, everybody. Thank you for the birthday wishes. And stay safe. Love you guys. Take care.